Patsy the Angry Nerd, and uh, I am, of course, brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, because I am a part of the Dorkening Network, where you can listen to many, many fine shows. And uh, this week, I am not alone. I have a guest this week. I have uh, my good buddy, who has been on uh, the Throwdown Thursday bandwagon for quite some time, the uh, staunch supporter of podcasts Great and Small. Uh, part of many, many, many of the same groups that I am in. Just an overall awesome dude. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Justin Cooper. Justin, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm great. Um, I should have told you I'm only here for the coffee. So, Oh, good, good. <laughs> I, had I love that de- Deadly Grounds, man. I had some this morning. I did too. What'd you have? I had caramel apple. Um, uh, it's like a caramel apple one, like cinnamon caramel apple. Delicious. I had uh, Witch's Brew. I switched that from uh, blueberry cream and uh, with, with witch's brew. I could talk about witch's brew for like hours on end. I, oh, I, I think that may be the highest evolutionary form of coffee that there is. Well, what's funny is like Ashes drinks this coffee. Um, she gets, she likes the, and I can't remember the name of it. And I wrote it like hell beast or something. Uh, it's a, a chocolate pumpkin. And she normally what? doesn't like flavored coffees. Like she likes, you know, flavored syrups that you can put in plain coffee. But she loves Deadly Grounds. Like we have a, a bag of cinnamon, we have a bag of that chocolate pumpkin, we have witch's brew, and we have the uh, the uh, blueberry cream, which I just I absolutely love. Yeah, I think I'm on my ninth or so different flavor, and number one thus far has been uh, witch's brew. And um, blueberry is good. And surprisingly, cranberry has been excellent. I have yet to try the cranberry, but uh, I think that's something that might have to uh, happen in the future. Because I, yeah. I, I really like cranberry flavored stuff. So Yeah, it's it's not tart. And that's the thing that gets you because it's got that little berry hint to it. And it mm-hmm. doesn't have like the full blueberry aftertaste. So if you like that, you know, I don't know, coffee nerd, what do you want? But it's, <laughs> it, that's, that's very good. And um, I mean, I don't think I've tried one that I don't like, but I've tried some that I like better than others for sure. Right. Like none of them are bad. They're just, you know, there are some that you prefer over other ones. Like I yeah, like exactly. all of them, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the chocolate pumpkin. But, you know, that's more for Ashes, so that works out for her. Precisely. So what we're talking about today is pretty much what I've been talking about for the last few weeks is, you know, what we're doing to kind of stay sane while, you know, our worlds are kind of flipped upside down and, you know, spun around by this whole uh, shelter in place, stay at home, quarantine, isolation, uh, all the all the crazy things that we've been uh, dealing with. Um, something I saw while we were getting ready is that North Carolina, sorry, South Carolina is going to be opening up on Friday. Um, you know, huh. we saw all the protests in Michigan. We saw all the, uh, you know, the people in Florida on the beaches in Jacksonville. And then like, you know, for some crazy reason, every time stuff like that happens, the number of coronavirus cases in that area skyrocket. 
Like, it's so weird. Like, it's almost as if there was a correlation between those two things. Like, <laughs> if you go out into large groups, suddenly tons of people get sick. It's like in North Dakota, where they resisted all the shelter in place. Like, oh, we don't need shelter in place. We're not packed up like, you know, New York or L.A. or Boston or Chicago or any of those big cities. We're, we're South Dakota. And then... 600 plus people at a meatpacking plant came down with coronavirus and they all worked together and it spread to all their families. And the governor was still like, yeah, we're still not going to do shelter in place because none of these people are Republican voters. So who Mm -hmm. cares? It's like, oh, sweet. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Here in Illinois, it's a little bit different because we have a a Democratic governor who is very opposed to uh, the president and, um, it's Governor Pritzker and uh, is very proactive, I'll say. And not everybody here is a fan of him because of gas taxes and whatnot and all that. But I could say this guy is going you know, to the next level with what they're doing for uh, trying to keep people safe, which is a good thing. You know, um, and, and I also have, you know, the rest of my family in Connecticut and I, I get to see what's going on there with Ned Lamont and all that. And in comparison, they seem to be, you know, somewhat more progressive as opposed to, say, the uh, South Carolina that you're talking about there, which uh, is kind of kind of scary, actually, because that, that's a really big uh, vacation area, too. It is. And I think that's uh, part of the reason why I was like, oh, we have to open up. We have to open up. Like there's all the people on uh, Cape Cod out here in Massachusetts that are like, open up the Cape. We need to open up the Cape. It's like, yeah, but nobody's going on vacation. Like my my uh, annual pilgrimage to the Cape where Ashes and I go down in uh, September. So we go the week after Labor Day. So after after the season, after tourist season, like we're not planning on going because we don't think that that's going to be a possibility at this moment. And that's, you know, five months from now. But I mean, you know, where you're saying you have a a democratic governor, we have a Republican governor here in Massachusetts, but he is also pretty much openly defiant of, of the the dipshit in chief because (laughs) he's like, it's not safe for us to do this. Like, Hey, we were supposed to get all these uh, all this medical equipment and the federal government came in and outbid us three times. What's going on? And dipshit's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that happens. It's like, yeah, but it's not supposed to. Like, you tell us that we're on our own to buy our own, you know, uh, supplies and everything, and then you buy them away from us. Like, how does that work? It's crazy. And I don't know how you cannot like, I know that you, you must have made this correlation once or twice already, but I was just watching on Twitter the other day, Kevin McDonald from the kids in the hall said, Oh, the mayor opened up the beach again in Jaws. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that sort of principle. You know, it's, you don't have your own sort of backbone to stand behind and say, no, we're going to do what's right. I think people need more Star Trek in their life. You know, the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Exactly. I mean, what's nice about New England is that there's like a coalition of states. So between like Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, New York, even though they're not part of uh, New England. But if you were Mm -hmm. if I were to get in my car and drive west, you know, Massachusetts borders on New York. Like you don't ever think of that. Everyone always thinks, oh, you know, New York, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. It's a top part. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, New Hampshire and Vermont, like all these states are kind of like, we do so much 
interstate commerce between like the six, seven states, you know, that I mentioned mm-hmm. um, that they're like, okay, you know, we will work together and formulate a plan and figure out when is going to be a good idea, like what we can do, when we can do it, how we can do it to maximize uh, safety and maximize, you know, the or minimize the impact that this virus will have. So, yeah, and there's all kinds of things, too, like there's farms and orchards and, you know, tobacco fields and things like that. Like there's there's huge amounts of agriculture through all these areas, too. You know, like, uh, and and then you've got like your fisheries and things like that. So it's like mm-hmm. there's food that's moving back and forth, you know, constantly from Maine to Massachusetts to New York, you know, to even South Carolina, maybe South Carolina. I don't know if it goes that far, but, you know, like all that stuff is is kind of these things could be could be, you know, transporting people who are infected or or boxes, because I, I think they determined that like food stuff itself doesn't necessarily keep it. Um, I'm not sure you may have more more words on that, but just the amount of people intermingling you know is is problematic well it's not just that it's as far as food i honestly don't know what it is but it's the containers like the virus can live on the container you know uh plastic wax corrugated um, uh cardboard uh so it depends on what you're shipping how you're shipping it you know i know a lot of folks are really stepping up their game to ensure that you know the stuff that they're shipping you know and the stuff that they're shipping in is um you know, sanitized as well as you possibly can sanitize it. But I mean, there's only so much you can do, but you know, if something takes two or three days, I don't think the virus can live in a specific area or a specific surface for longer than, you know, a couple of days. So, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't really take a couple of days to go from, you know, even if you're going from Cape Cod to New York city, that's, you know, probably a five, six yeah. hour trip. So I, I don't know. So, you know, speaking of all this stuff, you know, and how it's kind of turned things upside down, how are you dealing with uh, the changes that uh, that you have been experiencing? Because I know that, you know, you've got your, your lovely lady friend, and I don't know how often you guys get to see each other. I don't know if you guys cohabitate or not, um, because that that's definitely a uh, a sore spot for a lot of folks who, you know, are in committed relationships, but they're not able to see their significant other because they don't cohabitate. So um, is that something that you've had to kind of deal with? See, that's, that's the interesting thing because it it almost, I don't want to use the phrase forces your hand, but you have to make some decisions based on what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So early on um, we had talked about it and decided that I would be staying here for the duration and mainly because um, I didn't want her to be alone through all this where, you know, just being with someone in those simple things of being able to like give someone a hug, a smile, you know, um, have someone to cook for, you know, to cook with, uh, to watch things with, to experience things with like that is so important. And, you know, just, I've seen so many people who are bitter because they're alone and they're lonely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So, you know, there are, you know, we're not, you know, military, you know, martial law quarantined in our homes. Like, we're not able to leave. Like, there's no curfew uh, where I am. And I assume I haven't heard anything about your neck of the woods, but I assume it would be the same. So about how often do you leave the house to, you know, maybe get some essentials? And is there something that you've been waiting for that you 
just have not had a chance to get, you know, like what's the, the biggest upheaval as far as just like a daily life thing that you don't get to do. <laughs> you mean like that rush to the mailbox to see if uh, Amazon has delivered today or not? <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's, there's that going on. Um, well, it, it's interesting because about um, one and a half weeks into the uh, pandemic, um, I had been working for an insurance company and they furloughed all of us. They got rid of um, maybe 10% of the people who were in my department and it was all based on seniority. So I went from working to not working to, okay, what are we going to do? And then, like most people, trying to figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and, you know, what's the stimulus going to do for us and all that, um, you know, it, it's kind of like leaves you with a bit of uncertainty. So it's kind of like having an existential crisis wrapped in a burrito of a essential crisis. So and uh, my my girlfriend works for a hotel, which is pretty much you can't do anything at a hotel right now because you can't have groups of people coming in, which is what she does. She sells to groups of people to come in. So both of our jobs are rendered you know, ineffective and, and just you can't do them right now because of what's going on. So we're trying to figure out a way to deal with that. And just what I my best answer to be, I would love to get out and be able to go on a job interview, you know, um, something like that. That that's what I, I would be waiting for. Um, but what we do, like how often do we get out um, daily? I would say um, we try to find a way to get outside and there's a lot of forest preserves out here, which is a little bit different than new England. Whereas you would go to like a state park here. Every town has uh, a good number of places where you can just go and walk around on like a prairie trail. So we get out and we do one of those um, at least once a day for at least an hour or so. Well, that's good that you're keeping active. Like I've been not doing that so much. My, the, the, the biggest thing I do is, you know, walk up to the mailbox. I will occasionally go to the store because mm -hmm. I need to, you know, replenish, you know, food and stuff. Um, you know, the wine supply has to, has to be, <laughs> the know, wine must flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, actually there's a, there's a, a liquor store up the street from us and I went and obviously I have my gloves, I have my mask, I do all that. Nice. Stuff. And hey, you got to make me feel at home. You got to call it a packy. Oh, so. <laughs> packy, yes. Uh, when when in there, and they have this uh, this wine that Ash was talking about last week on on our on our other show, and it's like three fifty a bottle, and it's uh, all these different flavors of sangria. So I went the Ooh. other day because she was having a rough week because she's essential. She's still yep. working because she's a biochemist and she does. She's actually making pieces of the, the virus right now for uh, different companies around the world to do research. Fantastic. Um, but she has to make sure she's distancing. She has to, you know, she washes her hand 900 times a day. And, like, she already is, you know, working with all these different chemicals. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a stressful environment. And I actually worked with her there for about five and a half years. And I just changed jobs my last week there was the week of St. Patrick's Day, and I was to start my new job. I was going to start training and all that stuff on uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, the 17th. Mm -hmm. But I got the message that the office was shutting down. So now I have this new job that I'm trying to learn. Um, I feel like I'm doing a decent job. You know, it's under the circumstances. I think I'm uh, I'm taking to it fairly well, but I've got this new job I'm trying to learn at the same time that 
I haven't been to the office to work. I haven't met any of my coworkers. Like, luckily, I knew one of them. I know the vice president. I've known her for many years. I met the president CEO because that's who I interviewed with. Um, but I am I have a steep learning curve. I feel like you know the end of Blade. Like, oh wow, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm trying to ice skate uphill because what uh what industry is it in? I am uh we're doing it's like internet marketing. Okay. Uh, right, cool. And I am the content production manager. Oh wow. And you know it's it actually worked out well because I had gotten my hours slashed at the lab. Mm-hmm. You know, prior to any of this happening, like it was just, oh, we're struggling financially, so we're cutting hours, and you're one of the four or five people that are getting their hours cut. So I was like, so well, you, you felt the sting as well. So and know, that was that was before, yeah, anything like that was February. Like this was just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. That's like, oh, okay. So I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm looking for a new job, and I got my new job. And right when I was about to start training this happens. So I've been working from home, but you know, they've been great. Like, you know, any questions I have, obviously they're available. Like they've been training me. They sent me a work computer when my lap uh, desktop kind of died. I can't really do anything with it anymore. So it's been a bit of a struggle, but at the same time, like, Oh, I've been sleepy too. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> like I've got a really good support system and, you know, I'm one of the lucky people that I've been able to actually work and, you know, take in a steady income and I haven't filled up my gas tank in like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Cause I don't, gas has gone down. <laughs> yeah. I last I saw, and I haven't been out in since like Friday, but I didn't check what the gas prices were. But the last I saw, it was like a dollar eighty-five, and that was about a week and a half, two weeks ago. But a couple of days before that, it had been like two fifteen, and then it was two oh five. Wow. Like it is dropping precipitously. I saw earlier today the price of a barrel of oil is less than a dollar. It's negative. It's negative right wow. now for oil because there's no demand for it because there's no, you know, there's not thousands of buses in New York City, you know, bringing people all over the place, you know, because they have to get to work or they have to go here, they have to go there. People aren't driving, uh, especially right now where we are, because they've been doing the, they've been redoing the uh, the parking lot, which is just the absolute best time to do it now that everybody's home. But I guess they had this set up for a while. Mm. And the machinery, it's insane what they do. It's so loud. It was rattling our kitchen the other day. Like, I took a video of the uh, the wine glasses and stuff that we had on the side uh, side of the sink because we hand wash our wine glasses. We won't put them in the Oh, yeah. The dishwasher. No, that's that's how you, uh, you etch them. You don't do that. So yeah, yeah, I mean, especially where we have a lot of, like, significant, you know, uh, you know, stuff, stuff that we got from different vineyards and different trips from different places. So, oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. We were like, no, 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 we're not doing that. But all these things were like rattling and clanking together as the machinery was driving by because they tore up all the parking area. So we have 10 buildings in our area and there are eight, uh, no, nine units. No, eight, eight units, eight units per. So there's, Six apartments, 
you know, all stacked on top of each other, and that at the end of each building is a townhouse. So you have, you know, like we're in building nine, so there's building, there's mm-hmm. apartment 901 to 908. And <laughs> this whole, there are, you can have t- up to two cars per, uh, per apartment. Okay. And some of these townhomes have garages, which is nice, but if you parked in a garage, you weren't moving your car for, yeah, probably a while. <laughs> so they're like, oh, just park on the side. So we had to park. Ash, you know, was making the joke because we just watched Lord of the Rings. She was talking about how she has to park in Mordor because <laughs> it's about a quarter of a mile away to where she needs to, from where she parks to where the apartment is. Like, it's a good five-minute walk, which is insane because we have, oh, there's probably 120 cars. <laughs> like, it's just... And there were people. Are they looking at getting this done soon, or uh, everything has been paved uh, for the most part? I think everything is paved. I think I'm hoping they're going to put lines there. Maybe like you know, put some. Uh, well, they'd have to. They have to put a handicap at very least because that's, I believe, uh, uh, regulation. Well, what they had done is they would just like stick a stake in the ground with a sign on it and said, "Oh, this is oh, handicap." Okay. But it's like. <laughs> People don't know how to park. So, you know, you would, I mean, I don't know if the lines are going to help if, you know, anything I've ever seen ever is, you know, any indication, but I don't know if the lines are going to help, but I'm hoping that they do because, yeah. uh, yeah, I've seen your state drivers. Yeah. No, you know, you are very familiar. But yeah, this, oh, yeah. This whole thing, like for me, my biggest concern, and I'm still in a, in a battle with Instacart because, uh, so I, I ordered, I did this repeatedly. I ordered a thing of toilet paper from Wegmans. And mm-hmm. it was a, a 30 pack. Well, I had ordered two 30 packs. And they're like, all right, we're putting a hold on your on your card. And one time they're like, oh, we don't have any. We don't have anything to replace it with. Your order's canceled. Then another time they're like, well, we don't have anything. Yeah, we don't have what you ordered. You know, we don't have the two 30 packs, but we can give you one roll. How's that? And I was like, well, that's no good. And then the third time they were like, well, we don't have any, have the one that you wanted, but we have this other 30 pack. I was like, you know what? Just give it to me because we're starting to run low. So I got that. And then the next time I did it, because, you know, it was about a month later. I'm like, all right, let's, you know, make sure we have some. So I put in my order for two 30 packs and they're like, we don't have that, but we have this one 12 pack. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then the the shopper, because I had gotten delivery. The shopper was like, oh, well, let me put this in. And she put in the wrong thing. She put in that I got two 30 packs of, you know, the same the same stuff. So I got So now charged, they think you're hoarding, huh? Well, no, I got charged $46 for a 12-pack of toilet paper. So I'm like, this is a $10 thing. And, you know, I get with you know, delivery fees and everything, it might bump up to 20, but $46. And I'm, I'm still waiting to hear back from them. I'm sure they're inundated with emails, but, but then the next day I went out to Walmart cause I had to get some stuff and they had toilet paper. So I'm like, yep, I'm getting this. So I 
bought a pack. Yeah, that was that was a big reactionary sort of thing where where uh, people were feeling ill prepared, and I, I know it was out here, and I and I'm not sure if it started out here faster than it did out there, but I mean, you couldn't get toilet paper for at least a good two weeks in the beginning of March. It was. You know, I I don't know where it started, but it was the thing that didn't make any sense to me. Like you'd go to a store. And there was no pasta. There yeah. was no cleaning products. There was nothing anywhere. Like, I went to Walmart. Ash and I were at Walmart. And these people had, like, ripped open, like, a, a, a pallet of stuff. Like, somebody had come out with a pallet of cleaning supplies. Mm-hmm. And I went, and I was like, oh, there's a thing of Clorox wipes. So I went to reach for it, and this lady snatched it, like, right away from me. But she already had an arm full of them. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, I, I, I have a family. I, I have to. It's like, yeah, that's great. You don't need all of those. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're trying to stop the spread of germs, it's like, okay, so you and your family and your house is clean. What about everybody else? If no one else has anything, no one else can clean, and no one else can disinfect the germs. So what exactly. are you doing? And she's like, well, I, I have two families. I'm like, what? Because she's like, oh, I have a family. Yeah, we all have families. Like, why do you need all of them? I just want one. You have an armful and you have like three more in your carriage. How fucking many do you need? So did she give it to you? No. Oh, what a jerk. So I was like, Ashes was just like, because I was getting pissed. I was like, you have to share so everyone has them. Like, that's the point of this. And Ashes was just like, just walk away. Like, it's, I'm like, we had one thing at home, but like, my thing was like, okay, I have my parents and, you know, I have my brothers and I don't know what they have, you know, and I've got my niece, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, everybody's got stuff so they don't have to worry because, uh, you know, at the time, both of my brothers and my dad were still going to work. So, and somebody where my dad works got, uh, there were two confirmed cases as far as I know. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they actually had the tests and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And these, these aren't people that he was in contact with, but the point is he was it's there, there, you know, yeah. and my dad's one of those like stubborn, almost 65 year old guys. It's like, oh, I don't need to get it. I have a great immune system. Blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, I was like, um, great immune system. I'm like, you died. Like you had to be brought back by <laughs> paramedics. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, don't you think that's something you should take into account? That's like my dad. My dad had a, a, a quadruple bypass and all that, and and he's like a skinny, skinny, small guy. My dad, you know. So it's it's funny now. He's not taking any chances. But same same. Uh, premise it's like you know you usually he'd say he's healthy and all that i'm like yeah dad you you had to be (laughs) brought back after your surgery so you had a heart attack and you died it (laughs) took six paramedics to revive you oh my goodness yeah that's funny what are you doing yeah but i mean just going to what you're saying about like this the selfishness it's it's a trend it's that black friday mentality that is put towards human necessity now and I, I don't have tolerance for it. I, I really don't. I, I, I commend you for being able to walk away from that woman, but I refuse to contribute to this, you know, era of where everybody only cares about themselves 
and they're not thinking about, you know, um, oh, well, what about this person or this person? What about tomorrow? What about next? Exactly. Week? You know, I had to deal with this with uh, with a family member who was pretty pigheaded and didn't want to wear a mask and all that. I said, OK, that's all well and good for you, because he claimed that he had already had Corona in November. And you know what? Maybe he did. They did some traveling into an area that that quite possibly could have had it. Fine. He didn't have to go on a respirator. But when you go into something like this and you feel that you're immune to it because it's not touched you, I have a best friend from high school whose grandfather just died because of this. You know, that's that's not directly touching me, but it's enough for me to take notice and say, you know what, this is something that's important and I'm going to do my part. So I don't I don't have anybody else that ends up like that. Right. And, you know, one of my one of my old students just had it. Uh, he got over it. He was all right. Uh, Very I good have, to hear. I have a uh, I won't name names because, you know, this is, you know, privileged information. But I of have course. a contact uh, from somebody that I met at a convention who is a well-known person. Uh, and I've been, you know, reaching out, touching base with everybody. And this is this person is also from New York. And I was like, hey, how you doing? And they were like, oh, yeah, doing great. Just got over the coronavirus. And nice. the same person, when uh, we talked about it, I don't know, uh, mid-February, you know, because I check in periodically. And they said, oh, you know, I think this will be fine. You know, they'll probably be wrapped up by March 30th. It'll all be gone. And at that point is when this person was dealing with the virus so <laughs> i mean it's all these people that are like no 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 it's fine it's gonna go away we don't have to worry about it and then it's like you're in the epicenter you know you're in new york like one of the most yeah you know tightly congested places you know on the planet like ugh. It's, well you, you think about this too you were one of the first people that i noticed that really took this seriously like you released an entire episode of this very show talking about you know um washing your hands and the, the virus and you know kind of where it, what it's about and all that and and so you were like one of the people that i know like in my personal sphere that really took this seriously i know there's a lot of people who don't and there are people who choose their media i don't want to say badly but badly you know if you listen to like the whole fox news that's that's fine if that's you but when they have to backpedal from saying things so they don't get sued for people getting sick, then maybe you should consider the fact that they don't fact check. Well, not but, only um, that, uh, to kind of touch on that, when you have a guy like Hannity who sits there and says, it's a hoax, 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 it's a hoax. Chinese virus, yeah. And then a week later is like, oh, this is very serious. And, uh, you know, nobody on this program ever said it was a hoax. It's like, well, here's the video of you saying it's a hoax like 30 times. And then mm-hmm. saying, oh, I never said that. Oh, well, I guess then, you know, since I have the uh, the memory of a fucking goldfish, I guess you never did say that. You know, you must have been taking it serious from the beginning. It's like, no. Like, all these people that are sitting there, you know, broadcasting from their homes. Yep. Saying, Irresponsibly. Telling yeah, but, people that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Because oh, they're, yeah. Don't they're worry about American it. rights. It's, you know? You're an American. This virus is fake, which is why I'm broadcasting from my home. And not a studio. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the height of, of being a hypocrite. You oh, know, yeah. um, just like when you have this information and you choose 
to use it in an irresponsible way. I'd say very similar to like a Rush Limbaugh sort of thing. Although I, I don't have any direct information that he has done this. It seems like something he would do. So I'll just put it, out there. Mm. <laughs> you know, something like that. But that, that seems to be the crowd that like, just kind of going back to touch on um, what you were talking about, like people protesting and all of that, that seems to be part of the crowd. But you know, the other part is, you know, um, I, I don't want to lump in the whole anti-vaxxer thing, because just so you know, I have issues with vaccines not being sound uh, science that's tested. So I wouldn't completely lump myself into that category. But I'd say not everybody is kind of in that category, but you kind of have people from that, too, that think, hey, this is this is just fake or Monsanto's out to get us like conspiracy nuts. Mm-hmm. Like there's that, too. So, no, I get you. I mean. And that's the thing is, you know, all these people that are out there talking about herd immunity and, well, you know, it's better to just get it and get it over with, you know, like the, the, the measles <laughs> or chicken pox. It's like there are vaccines for this. There are treatments for this. You know, when you're talking about, you know, the measles and chicken pox and all this stuff, like there are treatments for it. Like these are diseases that, you know, we have essentially wiped out over the past 50, 60 years. Like, yeah, you get chicken pox as a kid. I don't recall people dying of chicken pox when we were kids. Right. <laughs> no one did. Like, wouldn't that have been a rare occurrence? It's very rare. Like, you die from it if you get it as an adult and you don't have the antibodies built up. So, mm-hmm. like, that's more uh, more serious. But, like, you get it as a kid, you fight it off, you're itchy, and you don't feel well for a few days. Leaves a couple scars, it. you know, yeah. none the worst to wear. But you... You know, you have the chicken pox parties where you get everybody together and, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's why we have to get herd immunity. It's like, yeah, but there are tests. There's all this stuff. Like, if you don't have a test, you don't have a treatment set up for this new disease. You can't have herd immunity because you you don't have the tests. You don't have everything that's set up, you know, like, you know, all these kids are like, well, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. Because I don't want them to have autism. Okay, fine. You know, so you send your kid to school, but all the other kids are vaccinated, so your kid doesn't get sick. That's herd immunity. You can't just say, oh, we'll just do herd immunity. We'll just let everybody just walk around. And then, you know, the people who have the antibodies will just let them out into the air. It's like, you don't get this shit by osmosis. Like, you need to see a doctor. Like, this is not how it works. And I definitely get where you're coming from. So my my thing is, I think that when you talk about like vaccines, I know for for myself, I've had detrimental detrimental reactions to multiple vaccines, and I've I've brought that up to my doctor, and my doctor's like, "No, you're crazy, you're crazy," you know. And then on the same on the same ticket, you know, he thinks there's like a one size fit all sort of thing. So I think it it's some sometimes with that, like. If you get someone like myself, it's like I don't get flu shots because I know how they react with my body and my chemistry. So I I understand anti-vaxxers to a certain extent. I don't believe that there's any foundation in like the whole thing with autism. I, I don't think that that's founded at all. But I think that there's something wrong where if we're able to have complete control of so much in this country, but we're not allowed to say, oh, well, we choose not to get the vaccines and all that. You know, I think that that's one of those things that should be examined as as sort of like um, like a freedom to choose. Like if you choose to get that, 
um, just based on your own medical history. Cause right now the only, the only thing you can do is, is possibly get like a religious exemption. So like for myself, I can't get a flu shot because I get very ill because of the additives that are in it or anything like that has a very adverse reaction. And I know this because it's happened to me several times. So, you know, um, so with, with this, I'm somewhat concerned about the vax, the vaccine that comes out for Corona, because I don't know what it's going to do to me. Well, there's, when you have the flu shot, there's a different strain of flu that comes out every year, pretty much. I don't get a flu shot myself because I have a, a, a pretty good immune system. I generally don't get sick. Uh, like I might get the sniffles, like I might, you know, get something like that, that lasts for a couple of weeks. I'll cough. I'll have, you know, vocal cord fatigue once a year. Like that's just the way oh, that's right on the show. Me. We usually hear it at the same yes. time. <laughs> I, I, I know how my system is like, I don't, I don't need a flu shot because I know that if I get the flu, I'll be able to fight it off fairly well. Uh, as opposed to someone who might need the flu shot when it comes to a vaccine for this, for COVID-19 and mm-hmm. for the people that are like, this isn't COVID one, it's COVID-19. No shit. Because it was discovered in 2019. There weren't 18 other strains. So like people need to get that through their fucking heads too. With this, this would be a one time. Like every time you get a flu shot, you're getting a flu shot for that specific strain. If you were to get a vaccine for COVID-19, it would be COVID-19. If there's another one three years from now and it's COVID-2023, the COVID-19 might be a nice base, but it's not going to be the same strain. So it may not affect, you may, you may need to get another shot. Now, when it comes to diseases like, uh, you know, measles and mumps and rubella, you know, stuff like that, you get your MMR booster and your things like that. The reason why you get those, and I can understand where you're saying, like, why isn't there a choice for that? Because it can, these are communicable diseases and these things will kill you if you do not have some sort of resistance to them. Just because if you say you don't want to have your kid uh, uh, vaccinated and they're the only kid in 25 students in their school. They're fine because all the other kids have had their vaccination. They're not going to carry it. Like you, you, there's no like, Oh, well I'm asymptomatic, but I'm still carrying this disease. That's not how that works with, you know, those things that you get the vaccines for with, you know, COVID-19, you can be asymptomatic and be a carrier. Like you, like, I could be carrying it right now and have no clue because I'm not showing any symptoms. But I can spread it to other people, you know, just, you know, in, in a hypothetical situation. Same mm-hmm. goes for, you know, if, you know, again, you don't, you don't, you're not vaccinated. You're, you know, your kids aren't vaccinated. Your kid picks something up, at, you know, on a play date or out at a public pool or walking around at the grocery store. And then they pass it on to you. And because neither of you have gotten your vaccinations, that could be potentially fatal for both of you. And then you could pass that on to someone else and you could pass it on and they pass it on to someone else. So that's where those vaccines come in. And, you know, why, you know, again, with the with the the science behind those specific vaccines, like the ones that you get as a kid, you know, as a baby, then you get your booster shots at six and 10 years old. There is solid science behind all that. Like, you know, it started with like, when was the last time you heard of anybody, you know, getting, uh, what the fuck is it? Um, polio. 
Polio, yes. Yeah. Uh, When's the last time you heard of somebody getting fucking polio? Never. Because, like, it's been eradicated for 60, 70 years. Like, we wiped it out through the was vaccine. That Jonas, was that Jonas Salk? Jonas Salk. Yep. Same with uh, Pasteur with the anthrax vaccine. You know, yep. everybody was dying of anthrax. Now nobody dies of anthrax because the fucking vaccine. Like, you know, these are the things. And it's like, there is no link between uh, vaccines and autism. I know people like, well, this one doctor said, it's like, first of all, he wasn't a doctor. And he's even gone out and said, yeah, this whole paper that I wrote, like, I was just trying to get my name out there. Like, I was just making shit up. And they're like, oh, he's being silenced by the Illuminati. It's like, oh, God. But, like, there's I, no link to that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And and as the, the father of a child who has Asperger's, you know, and, um, you know, autism has always been something that in my family has been very prevalent. You know, we, we had an adult, um, like, my ex-wife's uh, sister was adult with autism, low functioning that lived with us. So I, I am very close to that issue. So I, I can definitely understand all of this. Yeah. I don't, I don't prescribe to that notion whatsoever. I do think, however, that there are certain people that have been susceptible to certain things. And I do think that that's something that is glossed over and not talked about. So in, in terms of like someone like myself who gets, who gets um, dreadfully ill from the flu shot, you know, and, um, it's not always a one size fits all. And, you know, where's the, where's the science on that? Where they're like, okay, we, we just don't accept that. That's, that's what you get from the, uh, from like the place like the CDC. They say, well, we don't accept that. You, you can't possibly get in sick from the, the flu shot. Right. Because so, they are looking at sample sizes that are so large. And I don't, I don't exactly. believe that either. You're looking at sample sizes so large that the percentage is like, you know, point you know, zero, 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 one. So it's like, okay, that's, you know, probability of error. Like, okay, you know, there must've been some other underlying, it's like nothing has universal appeal. Nothing has, of universal, course, yeah. you know, it doesn't work with everyone. Cause there's always going to be somebody that has, you know, some sort of other medical condition that like, when you exactly. take this specific yeah. combination of, chemicals and and you know proteins and everything and they're going to react a different way it's like people who have uh you know uh symptoms like you know the the shit that you would see on house you know oh, yeah yeah but i i do wonder though if you if you see any studies you know years from now about how there was this rash of peanut allergies from uh children born in the early 2000s you know if if cuz that was a huge thing See, I'm of the opinion that, you know, there have always been peanut allergies, but it's just been brought to the forefront because I was one of those kids when I was a child where oh. I was always described as a, you know, I was a distraction and, you know, I don't pay attention and this and that. And then five, six years later, oh, so there's this thing called ADHD. And now we have a medication for it and, you know, we have treatment and this and this and this. So if you were that, if you had ADHD for the past 40, 50 years, you were just a discipline problem. You had an attention span issue. <laughs> you were a dumb kid, you know, like, oh, well, I know how to fix that. I'll just clock them in the back of the head, you know. But So how does that affect you when you're working at home? 
Um, cause you, you've been at home now, you're obviously going through this and, and this is kind of what we were talking about too. You know, um, how does the ADHD affect you when you're stuck in essentially in your house? So there is a, uh, a technique that I have developed and I don't know if it works for everybody. Uh, I can't say that it would work for everybody, but it works for me and I've been using it for roughly two decades. I don't like medicating myself. I don't like having you know, like, I don't, I'm just, that's not how I am. Like, I don't get drunk. I don't go out and get high. Like, I'm not a huge, you know, like I'll have a drink, but like, I'm not drinking to the point where I'm altering my consciousness and I don't like having drugs that do the same thing to me. Now, uh, what I do is I watch movies or I have music on, or I have something that goes and, takes the part of my brain that wants to be distracted and run off and I am able to concentrate on watching a movie or listening to music while working on a project like so the example I like to use this is something I did many many years ago I think I was this is like 13 14 years ago I had borrowed the first two seasons of Lost from a buddy of mine because I was working at a boarding school and we had two weeks off for vacation for Christmas. And so in the first 48 hours of my vacation, I watched the first two seasons of Lost, so about 46 episodes. Oh my God. And wrote <laughs> 250 pages in a, in a novel. Wow. So not only did I watch this weird complex show, but I was also writing at the same time. Like I was able to do both things. And, you know, I used to get into arguments with, with my mom, like I'd have music or the TV, like I, you know, sports would be on or a movie would be on. Something would be going while I was doing my work. She's like, you can't study like this. And I said, no, you can't study like this. This to me is perfect. She goes, no, you need to be in absolute silence. It's like, if I'm in absolute silence, I am going to look for things to distract ah. me. Like, if there is not something occupying that part of my brain that no medication would normally touch, like, if there is not something there to distract me, I will wander. Like, my mind will just go off, which is why, like, I've watched so many. This month, I've watched almost 50 movies just in Wow, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get to see what you're watching most of the time. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I should check that out again. So yeah, yeah, I, I try not to do it during the day. You know, just you know, if I'm watching something during the day, because you don't want to, yeah, work. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, <laughs> the people again, the people I work with. You know, the vice president knows me. She knows who I am. She knows how I am. And I flat out told them when I was at my interview, I was like. This is how I work. This is what I do. So is that a problem? And it wasn't a problem. So it was, you know, but still, I'm not going to sit there like, oh, yeah, I'm home and I'm watching this movie and I'm doing this. It's like, you know, I am. Yeah, they want but, productivity. So I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my work day, like, you know, I, I when I put in my hours each day, it's like, yeah, I work, you know nine to six and I took half an hour for lunch, but it's not really nine to six. It's, you know, I was doing stuff from like eight thirty to eight, you know, like I was working like 10 and a half, 11 and a half hours, but like 
there were times when it's just like I have to kind of put stuff aside and like, you know, do other things. Like I'm putting in my time, but it's like over a longer stretch. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. I, I feel like that's how it is when you're working from home because you have to sometimes make those things up. I was taking claims in Alaska and Alaska's like four hours difference, mm-hmm. maybe five hours in Hawaii. I was taking claims from those from insurance things. And, you know, you've got to be there and available. And if you're going to do the job, you know, you've got to be committed to it. So sometimes I take, you know, phone calls at midnight central time. So I, I understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. But that's, that's your level of commitment to what you're doing. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, it's, you know, as long as you're putting in your time, you know, like, which I am, you know, but yep. I might take an hour break. Like I might like, okay, I need to go to the store, you know, and now there's a good time to do it because it's two o'clock and there's going to be nobody there. So let me run to the store and I'm gone for an hour. So I have to come home and extend my work day for an hour. You know, just stuff like that. You know, things that, you know, you know, but there are some days where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, plop down at 830. You know, I'm I'm up at, you know, eight, you know, 830. I'm ready to go. And I just buzz through the day and it's like, all right, you know, 430. I'm done. You know, it's good. And you're getting your stuff done. So that's great. And it's for me, like. You know, I don't know how it is with you, but for me working from home and I've, you know, I've talked to to Ashes about this. It would be different if we had maybe a bigger place because we essentially have three rooms. We have you know, the studio where where I am right now. And I gave you the brief video tour earlier. Uh, I have the studio yep. where I am now. I have, you know, our bedroom and then our living room kitchen is kind of like just an open area. So we have three places. So I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, change in scenery. You know, like if, you know, like my brothers have, uh, and my parents both have two-story places. So they have, you know, multiple rooms that they can go to. Well, maybe I'm going to work in the kitchen for a little while. Maybe I'll go in the dining room. Maybe I'll go up into the bedroom. Maybe I'll sit in the living room. Maybe I'll go over to this room. Maybe I'll go to that room. You know, so you have the different options. Like, you know, my my dad's been working from home. It's like, well, I can work in the dining room on the table, or I can go downstairs and watch TV and work downstairs, or I can go upstairs into one of the bedrooms. So there's a lot of different options for me. It's tough because I have to get up and I have to move and I have to go. I used to break up the monotony of my day by getting up, you know, taking a roam around the, the, the building when I was at the lab and, you know, Oh, let's see what ashes is up to. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? How are things? You know? And I was able to, go and chat with her for five, 10 minutes and then swing back. And then, you know, we'd have lunch together. And now that, you know, obviously is much, much different because we no longer work together. So there's a lot more, uh, a lot less variety. It's like, yep, I'm going to make coffee and yeah, I fed the cats. And you yep. know, let me sit here. Oh, we have a meeting at, you know, we have our, our, our phone call at noon and there's another call at two thirty, and then there's another call at four and, you know, we got this stuff to do. And so like the way I kind of break up the monotony of the days is I'll throw a movie on, you know, so at least there's some change to my environment. And I think that's something that if you're working from home or you're just home all the time and you, you know, you're not really going anywhere, you know, change up your routine a little bit. Like, you know, for me, it's every day it's, you know, sweatpants and a t-shirt. I'm not, I'm not doing any video calls, but it's like, put your shoes on, you know, 
put it, you know, a, uh, however you would dress normally for work, you know, dress like that. You know, don't just get up and, you know, roll out of bed and go right into working. Like, give yourself that, like, get up, make coffee or eat something for breakfast or, you know, do something, you know, to make up for that time that you're not commuting. You know, and you don't have to, you know, it's like, well, I had a half hour commute, so I'm going to sit here and, you know, do nothing for half an hour. You know, read a book. Like, if you used to read on the subway or listen to music, you know, on your, on the bus into work, sit down, read for half an hour, and then, you know, get to a good spot, put your bookmark in, get up and start working. Like, I take frequent breaks. Like, I will, you know, be doing what I'm doing. Like, I tend to sit in my recliner. Uh, oh. Cause I get sleepy. I tend to sit, <laughs> I tend to sit in my recliner. I put the, uh, I put the footrest up and I have the laptop on my, on my lap. I have a nice little lap desk that I picked up from Amazon. So I can just sit there, do what I need to do. Occasionally the cat will come up. Sometimes the cat won't come up, you know, so there's a little bit of a change. It's just looking around, seeing the same things over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You know, nothing changes. There's no other, there are no other people here for me to interact with. So I can't, you know, break up my day. Like, you know, I could go chat with Agent Nicole because she works at the lab too, you know, or, you know, talk to somebody that's like, hey, did you see that episode of whatever? Or, hey, did you see this news or that news? And, you know, talk to somebody about what was going on. And that kind of, you know, breaks up the way your day is. But when you're home by yourself, that can kind of wear on you. And believe me, this is week five or six. I don't even know what this. Yeah. Point. It's, it's over a month and, and then some, so, you know, it, it it's, it's weird because now during all this, you know, we, we have social media as well to get those sort of interactions. And, you know, I, I talk to people like yourself or, or Andy or, um, you know, Ian or Taryn or any of the other folks from our, our group of Malgamania, we end up talking a lot. Um, it's it's kind of strange because I found it's like I'm spending uh, less time um, talking to some people now. You know, just uh, check in, say hi, but you know, kind of off doing other things. Right, like you, you, you know, everybody is is working from home, but at the same time, like everybody's looking for that. Like, okay, I can get a little distraction. You know, like I've seen mm-hmm. some of the pictures of people. You know, like this is what my workstation looks like. Like, oh, this is how it looks. You know, when I'm working from home, look what I have over here. Look what I have over there. And it's like, I need to seriously reorganize my workstation, but I because I also have to make sure it is uh, a good place to have my, uh, you know, my studio set up. You know, and you and I were talking uh, off air before we started recording, and I was telling you about some of the issues that I've been having with some of my my equipment and it's like mm-hmm. I have to make this change and that change and I have to do this and I have to do that. So there's a lot more uh to to uh to kind of unpack you know when it comes to getting things set up. And then once you oh, get yeah. things set up, you know, you gotta make sure that like, okay, you know, what's the area behind me? Like what does that look like? You know, if I have to be on a video call, what's you know, what are people oh, gonna yeah, see? Yeah, good point. You know, so you know and, and that's the thing too. I mean, we we film our sh- or film we record our show every Tuesday, the Geek Life HQ. And for the longest time, they had been getting together 
at um, our, our other friend's Matt's house and uh, we record in his basement and all that. That's not possible anymore. So the only thing we can do is kind of record. And I had to kind of get into learning curve too. It's like, all right, how am I going to record here? You know, got to use the phone, figure out a way to do it. And, you know, certain things suffer because of that. Like, uh, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to kind of make do with what you have at the moment. Exactly. Like there was, um, there was an issue that we had um, last year where, you know, our producer, we had a studio, we had a producer and, and Johnny Wolfenstein, our producer was, you know, he got a great job offer and he moved from Massachusetts to Maryland. And it's like, he's like, well, I could still record your show, but you like, you'll have to call in and then you'll have to do this. And it's like, I'm going to get the equipment. I'm going to learn how to do it myself. So I got the equipment and I'm learning how to do it myself and things are working out. But then like my computer crashed and it's like, okay, now I've got to learn on the fly. Like I've got to learn this Mac operating system and how to use GarageBand because the newest yeah. version of Audacity. It's so good. Rock Band, the, uh, well, the, the Rock Band is such good sound quality. Well, the new, the new version of Audacity is not compatible with, you know, the new version of uh, the Mac software, Catalina, I think, is the, the new version of the operating system. Because the first thing I did when I got this was, you know, open it up, get kind of acclimated to it. Because the last time I used a Mac, I was in eighth grade. So I'm not used to any of this. And I keep switching back between Mac and a Windows piece, a Windows laptop, because there are certain things I do. On, you know, the, the Mac is my work laptop. And then I have my laptop, which I do everything else. And some of the controls like some of the buttons are in different places so it's like i think i'm going to do uh one thing on the the mac but it's actually that's where i would be pressing the button on the on the the, the windows laptop so like there's you know a little bit of a, a balancing act that you have to do between the two of them but you know it's it's trying to figure out how to get everything to work like right now i have the uh this audio like the, the video conferencing software that we're using is running on my work uh, laptop, but it's being recorded on my normal laptop because uh, I don't know how to use GarageBand yet. Like I haven't had the opportunity to, to do that. So. Yeah. And when you use something like audacity and then you go in, you're like, okay, let me click on this compressor and all that. So you get everything the same volume and you know, it makes sense. And, and, then you go off to using something else. But I mean, our, our podcast always used um, the, um, the garage band because uh, they have Macs and Justin's our technical guy. So he, he's always done that. So, and I always said, I'm not the technical Justin. So, mm -hmm. but um, just, just from seeing it and seeing how easy it is to go through and, and edit and just drag and drop things like the theme song and, and um, stuff like that. It's, it's incredibly easy. So I I, uh, I applaud you for being able to use it because it's uh, it's very helpful. Yeah, I mean I I love Audacity. Uh, like I had to train myself on that. Like I only had a couple of weeks to figure out how to do all this stuff. You know, and working full time and still trying to put out shows every week. Uh, it wasn't super easy, it, but you know I'm able to. I was able to learn it, and you know I've gotten some newer equipment and different equipment. So now I have backups to backups to backups, you know, so if something were to happen, you know, I mean, if one of my microphones go, like I would have to get another microphone, but like, you know, all the various cables that I have, 
you know, so I've got those. I've got cables for days, different adapters. I've got Y adapters. I've got, you know, one eighth adapters to three and a half millimeters. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember going through all that with Justin versus Justin when we were doing our YouTube channel and it was a circumstance where eventually it just got to a point where we just used, uh, the, the regular computer, uh, it was just as good as using the other ones and it meant nothing. And we just used the, um, we just used the uh, microphones as props after a while because <laughs> we couldn't get all this stuff to work. It was crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we got the uh, the Yamaha MG10. And everyone's like, oh, so you got the MG10 XU? And I said, no, it was like an extra 150 bucks. They're like, yeah, but it's way better. I'm like, great, buy it for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, like I got what I could afford. Like I got, you know, when we bought this, it was like $400. And... You know, but it came with, you know, four cables. You know, we got the two microphones. We got a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, I was able to finally figure out how to get it to work. And Geez, I'll have to have you uh, send me uh, that in a in a message just to everything that you bought. Because I am using my phone and I'll use uh, Anchor FM to uh, oh, record. Yeah, yeah. And I have, I love it. it. It's great. But you know, my show is not very high concept. It's okay. Tell me a story about something that you like, you know, cause you were on the last episode, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tell me a story about something you like and that you're excited about and let's talk about it. So, you know, yeah, it's... I, have, I, I have anchor. I haven't used it because again, it's just one of those like, Oh, you should try this out. And it's like, I'm still trying to master audacity. Like, you know, like the thing I like about it is they, they had said from the beginning, Oh, we'll take care of your um, distribution. Because that was what I was worried about. It's like, okay, how do you get it on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, like all places like that? They do it for you. I got like seven things. I didn't have to lift a finger. So, yeah, and, and even that isn't overly difficult. Like I learned how to do that as well because, like the RSS feeds and all that. And I'm like, wow, I have a show that's listened to in New Zealand. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's because uh, it's because we had to. Um, you know, when we switched over from, uh, you know, uh, uh, Buzzsprout to Pinecast, we had to do all that stuff. Nice. You yeah, know, that's and, what um, that's what Steve was telling me about um about Retro Octopus. So yeah, and Leo was like, oh well, I can I can do it for you, and you know, you can you can figure. And it's like, you know what? Let me do it, so I know how to do it. I I was talking with leo and i figured out that i may have actually met him camping in the 80s which is really weird but connecticut is a small state so it's it's funny because when when you're a geek and you're a nerd in connecticut in the 80s you don't have a lot of places to go you know <laughs> and you start talking about thundercats and you run into the same people so i'm like oh my god so i think i may have actually met him in in like 1987 that's awesome it's really funny i did just uh <laughs> Oh, thank you. I see a couple things there of what I what I purchased because I went, you know, I asked a whole lot of people and everybody has their own specific thing that they like to use and their own specific thing that they prefer working with. You know, it's like, well, I use Audible, not Audible, uh, Audition, you know, oh, which is okay. really cool. You know, like that's with the, the Adobe bundle, like if you have Photoshop and uh, Audition and a couple. Oh, of that things. makes sense. Uh, well, I mean, start, starting out with a lot of the somebodies, as as I did, the big recommendation was to go with Audacity. Yeah, because you had free. people that can help you. Yeah, like it's free. Like that was the most appealing to me. Like 
some people are like, oh, well, you didn't get this. It's just for like 50 bucks a month. It's like, no, <laughs> 50 bucks a month. Like, I'm not a fancy millionaire like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like 50 bucks a month. I can't afford that. Like, I don't even know how to use half of this stuff, you know, but like I'm learning, you know, like I had an issue with uh, a recording a couple of weeks ago where it's like only the left side recorded for some reason. Oh, that's wow. That's like, crazy. I don't know what to do. So then I, so all I did was I copied and pasted the track and switched it from left to right. So then I got stereo sound. Oh, that's pretty clever. So it's like, oh, okay. So this is all left. So let me take this switch. And like, there's all the settings in audacity. Just like you, you have to click around and look for it. Cause I don't know where it is, but I mean, if yeah. there are thousands of hours of YouTube people that are, experts like i learned a couple of things the other day on garage band you know i had some time but where we're coming up on these bigger milestone episodes like episode 200 comes out in a couple of yes days. it does yes it does you know very I, excited for that i was around for 100 that was a hell of a show yeah it was a lot of fun and episode 99 is still a favorite so uh yeah well i mean you were you were involved in a, several of our shows which you know makes me happy you, you know what I contest now? Um, I, and, and I don't know because I came in around 60-something, but I think that I may have been mentioned more times than Dynamo Mars now. It's entirely possible. It's uh, it's a life goal. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've been, I've been happy that we have uh, a lot of folks who have uh, really been with us for quite some time. Uh, Hey, you guys do a quality show, and, and I wasn't even kidding. It's it's literally my favorite podcast. I listen to it uh, weekly, if not biweekly. Sometimes I'll, I'll build up one or two. But, I mean, it's like this is the one show I have to listen to. I listen to you guys. I listen to Old Man Wade, and then I, I listen to my show. You know, <laughs> it's funny. That's the order. Nice. So. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, because you came in uh, number 64, just there in time was, yeah. for Booster Gold. Yep. Yeah. Which is is uh is so funny. Um, I I met uh, a ton of people and and just uh from kind of like like seeing what you did and all that. It's like oh he's going out to conventions. Maybe I should do that. And like I didn't even realize that was a thing because I'd never kind of done that thing. And I'm like yeah I just kind of sit at home and talk about comic books, you know. But no now I go out and I meet people and all that. And you know the 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 people I've been kind of inspired to go out and meet and talk to now it's like okay you know um it can't be that big a deal you know i'm like oh they did it i'll do it so i just go out and i got a press pass for c2e2 which is possibly going to be the only comic-con of the year since they canceled san diego and they're probably going to cancel new york and all that so i'm like wow i lucked out yeah like i have no idea what's going to happen as far as conventions goes uh but i'm i'm worried you know like well, you get you have what November could possibly be Rhode Island, possibly yes. Like they that same company, Altered Reality, just canceled uh, Terracon in June. And see, we we have um, uh, Ace out here where you guys got your first Ace, and then they canceled it because it yep. would have been like super early. March but usually 25th. we have we have Ace in October. And it's it's funny because Ace is done by Garib Seamus, who used to be the um, the editor for Wizard Magazine, right? So you know we, we just happen to be walking around, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Garib Seamus! And I, I saw him, and I said, hi, you know, like, this is the weirdest thing. So, but um, 
you know, that's something I'm hoping that it's still around come uh, the end of the the end of the year. I, I mean, I, I'll know. <laughs> if we have to sacrifice this year, like, you know, some of the things that I'm, you know, like, you know, I just had my my birthday that, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, do anything or go anywhere actually tomorrow or the day, you know, this Tuesday when this actually drops the 21st. Uh, Ashes and I like to do stuff on the 21st because it is our engagement anniversary. Oh, very nice. Because uh, I always tell the story where, you know, we had met and, you know, I I told people, like after I came home that day, I told people I met the girl I was going to marry. And I told her that. And there was, an, there was a little bit of silence on the other end of the phone. And she told me her ring size. <laughs> um, but I, she, I like that story you told about Sid Haig, how you, you oh, told yeah. her. <laughs> I'm like, that is a great story. <laughs> well, she she was adamant that she didn't want to get married. So she set the stipulation rather high. She said her ideal proposal would be at a Bruins playoff game that they won in overtime. So I was able to get Bruins playoff tickets. So I called her nice. mom and asked permission. And you know, everything was, you know, was great. And I was very more obnoxious than usual during the entire time because I had this ring in my pocket that my mom had given me. Oh. And I had, you know, been talking to her. I was like, oh, I don't know. What is Tanzanite? She's like, because she doesn't, she doesn't do diamonds. She's not a big fan of diamonds. Like, she doesn't care for them. But okay. I found this nice purple stone it's like a purple sapphire i don't i don't know i don't i don't know gemstones and she uh you know she had no idea but we got bruins playoff tickets we go to the pro shop it's like oh let's you know we found these sweet playoff shirts for like 10 bucks i'm like oh that's a good deal so we each got one and we're going outside and there's this big huge poster of Patrice Bergeron and if you've ever heard her talk for more than <laughs> yeah. about 5 minutes you know that she loves Patrice Bergeron. So I was able to get somebody to I was like, "Oh, can you just take our picture real quick?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, no problem." And um you know, I had all this stuff planned and uh for those of you who have never proposed to anybody, no matter how much you prepare for it, when the moment comes, Everything that you planned for just goes right out the window, and all your your great speech that you had planned, gone. So I'm down on one knee, and she's just like, da, 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 look at me, I'm standing in front of Bergeron, and she's like vamping and like having a great time. <laughs> and then she looks over me, she goes, what the hell are you doing? And I pulled the ring out of my pocket, and my hands are shaking, and I'm like, you know, not even remotely coming close. I'm like, will you marry me? <laughs> and she said, yeah, she put the ring on. I got a few pictures that the, 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 the young lady who I had given my phone to, we took a few pictures and she would, you know, everybody chat, yeah, chapped, everybody clapped and cheered. Like it was really cool there. Cause there were hundreds of people right outside there. And so, uh, afterwards she's just like, I can't do this. I'm like, what? She's like, I can't do this. She handed me the ring back. And I'm like, so devastated. I'm like ready to walk home from Boston, like not even go to the game. I'm just ready to just walk home. And she's like, she's like, I don't want some divorcee's cursed ring and this and that. She was like, and all like frustrated because, you know, when I was asking her about like Tanzanite, I was like, oh, these people are selling engagement rings. She's like, I don't want some divorcee's cursed Aztec gold ring. So <laughs> I was like, 
no, my mom gave me this ring to give to you. And she's like, because she thought that my mom hated her. And she's like, why didn't you just say that? And she put it on and everything was great. <laughs> we went up to the game. You know, we got nachos. We were calling people. Like, I was like, oh, she said yes. Uh, you know, doing that whole thing. And, you know, we go, we watched the game. The Bruins win in double overtime. So Woo! it's like awesome. And I post the clip every single year. So you'll you'll see it. But it's just like, it's like, oh, that was so good. But, you know, it was just one of those things where uh, we can't we can't really do anything. Like, it's the 10th anniversary. It was April 21st, 2010. So it's the 10th anniversary, but we can't really go out and do anything. So, you know, like I said, it was my birthday recently. You know, I just turned 39. You know, and a lot of people are dealing with, you know, like the high school seniors who can't go to their graduation and kids who can't yeah. have their prom and you know people who like i don't care like for me like i don't like okay i wasn't able to go out and do anything for my birthday it's like i do i would like to see my you know my my family and my like i'd love to see my niece because she's losing teeth she's running around she's just getting into star wars like now would be a great time to hang out with her but uh you know for all these people that are not able to go to funerals or people yeah. who are you know i i was talking to someone the other day and they were like yep uh i'm going you know this week or next week or whatever and i'm gonna find out the gender of my baby at the ultrasound but my husband can't be there you know so you know it's like you know people are you know like oh i'm having my baby but my husband can't be in the room i have to be there by myself and it's like you'd better hire like if that was me like you'd better hire security to keep me out because that's the only way that's happening. Um, yeah, I, and I can understand that. So, like, if we can just, if we have to forego everything this year, like, you know, I'd be pissed because, you know, the Bruins were in a very good spot to, you know, repeat and go to the playoffs. I mean, uh, go to the Stanley Cup final again, because they were cruising through the, the season. Like, they were playing so well. Like, that's disappointing. Like, you know, we don't get to see a cup run again. You know, there's no sports on, you know, no football. Well, I'll tell no you, as, as a New England sports fan, you know, um, this may sound petty, but another year that the Yankees don't win or go to the playoffs, I'm okay with. Yeah, but I thought the Yan- <laughs> I, I was looking forward to the Yankees battling the Red Sox all year long and seeing what, you know, because I honestly thought the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year. And they still may, depending on what the hell happens in the next couple of months. But, you know. You know, the the no Sox games, no Bruins games, yeah. no Celtics games, potentially no football season. Like, what are we doing? Like, but if we can get through this year and, you know, even if we have to sacrifice all these different conventions and all the, the sports seasons, if we get through this and, you know, come January, February, you know, even March of next year, if we can get through this and come out good on the other side, then I'm happy with that. Like, that's fine. Like, you know, I'd like to do something for my 40th birthday. I'd like to, you know, uh, I don't know, just do something, get to a convention, see my friends, you know, like I'm, Oh yeah. yeah. My most anticipated movie of this year keeps getting pushed back. And I'm, I, I I really hope I get to see it. You're talking about Ghostbusters, right? I'm talking about Godzilla versus Kong. 
Oh, okay. I was talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's my most anticipated movie. Like, I love the first one, and I own it on Blu-ray, VHS, and DVD. Like, I love that movie. Um, I, I just... Yeah, the, you guys did a great series on the kaiju monsters and all that to to go through and and like the whole thing with Retro Octopus was that was just a great series. Yeah, well, those, those guys are super knowledgeable, so we had to bring them on. Yeah, um, yeah. That, I um I was not a fan of uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. The first Godzilla was good, but um man, I I just the only thing I really liked about that movie was like the brief monster battles, and then they ruined Fenway. I'm like. You're trying to make me hate this movie? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I, like, I liked uh, it. You know, I, I loved it, and I will watch it over and over again. Um, well, next time you watch it, think about how this um, this doctor that was, you know, the husband to this woman who makes really questionable parenting choices, how he's the only one that knows how to use the orca. However, he's been for the last six months out in Alaska studying timber wolves. Well, because he, mm-hmm. he thought it was the prototype was destroyed. Yeah, he's uh he's just the only doctor scientist that can do doctor science. And uh, Bradley Whitford, the bad guy from Billy Madison, you know, is in there as like a really unbelievable science nerd. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. I I'm like, I'm like, did love, you see his old balls? <laughs> I love Bradley Whitford just for the record. Okay. Like Cabin in the Woods, Get Out. Like he's he was great in Get Out. He's he's one of those guys like I fucking love him in anything he's in. Um, yeah, uh, that that I love that cast too. By the way, that was uh, with the Godzilla cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's fair. You know, that's why they make chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry ice cream. You no, know, it's I, just uh, that's what I say all I, the time. I, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. It doesn't have to just because what I like doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I thought the people element of it was uh, what threw me off. But anyway, we're 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 digressing. So you know, you and I are going to be the same age next year. So mm-hmm. I I totally agree with you. You know, I would love to get out for my fortieth and and do something fun. And usually we have C two E two out here, which is huge. It's probably the third largest uh, uh, convention all year, and you get really big names to go and. You know, this year we had William Shatner and uh, the longest line that I saw, I'm not even kidding, was um, uh, Tommy, the Green Ranger. He was oh, uh, insane. Yeah, it was insane the amount of people that this guy would meet and just go through. Even next to like they had George Takei. They had uh, uh, Walter Koenig. We we were lucky enough to meet the two um, from uh, uh, Picard, uh, one that plays Dodge and the other one that plays, um, let's say, Ezra. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's just like out of everybody, the green and gold Power Ranger or white Power Ranger is like he's smoking everybody. <laughs> it's crazy. The biggest line I've ever seen, and I, I'm gonna. There are two. There are two lines that I've ever seen at a convention that were just beyond insanity. So the first one was uh, several years ago at Rock and Shack for Robert Englund. Wow. Yeah. And like people That's were. A big one getting in line at the beginning of the convention and still not getting to him by the time it closed. Wow. It was insane. Like people were getting like, they were trying to figure out how to deal with it so that everybody got the chance. So like people who were waiting in line, were getting like little tickets so they could get back in line. Um, how did he deal with that? Cause that, that's gotta be tough on him. He stayed for a while, you know, extra and 
you know, then they had he came down early and like he was he was a really good sport about it. Uh, That's from, great. from what I remember. I mean, I wasn't there doing any behind the scenes stuff, so I don't know. But for everything I've heard that he was he was a good guy about it. And last year at Rock and Shock, Bruce Campbell. Oh, I imagine that would have been the one. It yeah. was insanity. Like tickets were selling out before the like the 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 passes for him like to get the photo op tickets like they mm-hmm. were only selling a certain amount they were selling out before like if you didn't get there luckily like we you know we didn't we didn't get pictures with them but uh, a few of our friends did and you know they were they were like you know luckily they were vendors so they were able to get tickets that's they're, great they're like yeah well i'm already here so let's just uh I mean, I just didn't have money for it. So, yeah, we we had Ace Comic Con last year, where um, they actually brought Thor himself, uh, Chris Hemsworth, out. Mm-hmm. I have never heard humans make a sound this loud in my life when he comes out on the stage, and it was literally like like just like this solid mass of human beings pressed together, just so everybody could get in and get a view of this man. It was crazy. You know, I, I can only imagine like Robert Downey Jr. would probably be the only one that would like surpass at all. Oh, but I mean, I, I, I can think of a few. I, uh, I met Chris Evans and um, and I met Loki Tom Hiddleston at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, they were nowhere as near as popular as as Hemsworth was. Not even close. Just everybody was just like it was crazy. <laughs> and I, and they actually stopped someone from trying to get into him. Uh, <laughs> I saw a security guy uh, take him out and beat him up. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. that's not something. You yeah, it was apparently. nuts. Yeah, and he was there. Uh, he was there with uh, Tessa, um, who played uh, uh, Valkyrie. It, yeah, Tessa Thompson and uh, Taron Edgerton was there, and you know they're all kind of you know doing their own things. But man, it was insane. You know, like like Daryl from uh, uh, Norman Reedus was there. You know, and you know, like people go crazy, like ladies go crazy for we him. We were all books you with know. Norman Reedus. What's that? I said if we were all books, would Norman read us? <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen. Man, some, he lucked out in life, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I've seen some some nutty like reactions to people, but like some of my favorite reactions are just like bumping into people like outside of you know, like we. Uh, how the hell did we see? Oh, walking by uh, Jason Momoa, and I'm like. Psst not impressed like he's not like yeah really i'm thinking he's like this like six foot five like he's just this massive he's like not that big like you know (laughs) not based on like what you see in the movies you know who else is like that is danny trejo like you see danny trejo and it's like oh my god this dude's got to be like six six like 290 like oh he's just a beast it's like no he's like five two but that's the thing i met when i met chris evans he's the same height i am wearing lift sneakers and like he was super skinny this was coming off of filming um infinity war or uh or actually um probably coming off of filming ending endgame last year and all that and and i see the guy i'm like holy crap i look like i could pick him up over my head yeah, you know probably. It, it was, and then then meeting gwendolyn christie oh my god <laughs> She was gorgeous, you know, and just uh, walking up next to her and she's clearly like a head taller than I am and I'm six feet tall. So she was a head like 
a full human size head taller than I oh, was. Oh yeah, and she's like, very tall. Oh my god. Yeah, she's yeah, and then you're tall. like, yeah, she could beat the hound. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw yeah. She, her. she put her arm around me and everything, and I was like, oh my god. So it was uh, that was something. I saw her. Yeah, well, that's crazy. Sitting down, I saw her sitting down. I didn't like actually go to see her because we. Uh, she was at the same con, uh, Rhode Island, a couple of years ago where Tim Curry was. And, oh, that's that's a that was a huge one for Ashes. Yeah, 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 and especially where like she was, you know, she's trying to like keep it together because like she's meeting Tim Curry and like he told her that she was beautiful and she almost and they're like, all right, time to take oh. the picture, and she's like losing her mind. See, I'm such an idiot. I would be like, I loved you on Pirates of Dark Water, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's me, you know. Well, we we had this whole conversation. Uh, you know, like he did this whole Q and A thing, and I, I got to ask my question that I always ask. But like, they were alternating sides of the room because there were only two microphones. So there was a, a microphone on the other opposite side, and someone was asking him about like, uh, Rocky Horror, and uh, he ends the thing. He was like, "Well, I certainly didn't have any trouble getting laid." And then like they're like, "Okay, you," and I'm like, "Well, that answers my question." <laughs> nice <laughs> but i'm like no seriously uh you know if you you know you're here at this convention and there are people paying you know hundreds of dollars and spending all this time in line to see you like who would who would you want to meet and i've asked this to tons and tons and tons of people and i asked him and like i knew that was a good question because i've always had people like oh that's a really good question you know and like give me like you know really good answers and and be thoughtful about it mm-hmm. and I never realized how good of a question it was, but like we have the recording, like you can hear everyone in the audience just go, Ooh, I was like, Oh, all right. I guess that is a good question. But he said without hesitation, Montgomery Clift, like he knew instantly some, not everybody does know. And like, sometimes that question has actually won people over a couple of times. Cause I've had people who were like, really didn't want to talk to me, but like begrudgingly would like, uh, Christian from WWE, mm-hmm. he, was, he was at Rhode Island one year, and I was like, oh, I was just wondering if I could ask you a couple of questions, you know, basically really just one question that I asked everybody. It's like, ah, yeah, I guess. So I asked him, you know, the same thing. I'm like, you know, you're here at this convention. Who would you want to meet? And he starts talking about the story about the time he spent three hours at a car dealership to meet Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Nice. And he's just like, as he's telling this story, like he goes from like, I really don't want to talk to you to like, oh my God, I haven't thought of this in years. Like, this was such a great memory. Like, you know, hey, thanks for a great question. And like, you know, so that was really awesome. And, uh, my recording. And that's, didn't that's record. your, uh, your Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. The number one subject anybody loves to talk about is themselves. Right. Like, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk to somebody that's like, it's like, oh, tell me about the time that you did this, that you were in this. And you're like, you know, I don't want to be like Chris Farley, like, you know, remember when you were in the Beatles? That was awesome. Remember so, when so they said Paul is dead? That was, that was a hoax, right? You, you weren't really dead, were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned this because I actually just uh, signed up. I'm I'm a big proponent of uh, something called the Hero Initiative, which is uh, giving uh, money to uh, comic creators as uh, they don't have um, a safety net. 
you know, they need uh, medical, they need groceries, they need gas money, they need anything like that. So I, I actually have uh, kind of, you know, I, I follow them closely. And um, they just released something today with writer Mark Wade, who I am a huge fan of Mark Wade's work. He wrote um, this uh, story. It was called uh, Kingdom Come. I don't know if you've ever read that. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm familiar but, with it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That made me a DC Comics fan. I can literally pinpoint the moment from when I stopped primarily reading Marvel comics and started reading DC as like, well, this is my go-to. So, and that was that moment. So, so today they just released, they're like, Hey, you get a zoom call with um, Mark Wade for 40 minutes, you know, and it's you and four other people. And I'm like, Oh my God. So now I'm thinking I, I may ask him your question. Go for so it. I'll have, I'll have to credit you, of course. So, but um, but just uh, something like that. Um, because what are, what am I going to ask about? I'm going to ask about like, okay, what was your like when I met Tim Sale and I was asking, well, what was your you know reason for painting you know uh, for the show Heroes and what were your inspirations and all that? And he's like, yeah, I was painting to make a check. And I'm like, okay, well, I clearly need to change the type of questions I ask people, you mm-hmm. know. Well, so, once you once you come up with one, like you know, you use it over and like I've used that question. I've asked uh, Julian Glover, Samantha Newark, uh, um, oh my Brian O'Halloran. I was like losing his name. Um, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be here that day. I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously Christian. You know, many, many, many people have asked that question. Now, I, I remember somebody turned it around and asked you, and I think I remember what you said. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say Adam West? If I could meet anyone, uh, at the, at, there was a time when it would be Adam West. I would like to meet, I would have liked to have met him. Um, I think right now, though, and I'm kicking myself because I had the chance and, you know, you saw my action figure. I could have met Weird Al. I just, it would have been all of my money. But, it is one of the defining moments in my life when I met him. And it was not a huge thing. You know, it was behind a club at my first concert that I ever saw. And I asked him to write his, his favorite Simpsons quote, thinking I would outsmart him into writing something. And he writes, hi, Justin. Don't. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it, it's worth it if you get a chance to meet him because he is he's a great person and um, he just has like this really cool energy and um, he receives it. So like whatever you like, I, I just talked to uh, your, your buddy uh, Ben about this on uh, my second episode of the uh, fantastic podcast. It was all about weird Al. So, and he talked about meeting him and, and I, I talked to Mateo too, about how he met him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was just like this, nobody has a bad word Al story. You know, um, I, I have a, a friend of the family that, you know, um, used to do tech support for Apple and Al was like a, a Mac user and all that. So he called up and, you know, he, he has a story from that and it was a good interaction. He's just a decent human being and he understands his impact on people like us. Cause you know, that was how you knew you were in the cool club when, when I was growing up is like, Oh, do you have weird Al uh, even worse? Oh, well, do you have UHF? You know, that's how we knew each other. We didn't have groups on Facebook and stuff. We we knew by like, oh, hey, can I borrow your X-Men comic? Oh, I don't know. How do you know I have an X-Men comic? I'm like, dude, you're wearing a Weird Al t-shirt. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, right. like we, we knew. And that was that was kind of like that ticket into the, the nerdy club. Right. 
Yeah, like that was you know how you how we recognize each other in the wild. It, exactly, and and I I'm with you because I I think that would be huge for you guys to get to meet him. You know, like you know, like if I were to pick like a top five of people that I would love to get on the show, obviously you know like I've said a million times, Ray Park, that would be super yep. cool. But like you know, Weird Al, Mark Hamill, uh, Nick Cage, I would love. Oh to my get god! On the show. Yes. Uh, I just watched Color from Space today, so definitely. Oh, I did. I watched it uh, the other day. Yesterday, I need to watch it again. <laughs> I have to read the story now. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but I, uh, I think the last one would be Patton Oswalt. Like, I'd love to talk to Patton Oswalt. Uh, have you ever read of any of his uh, Firefly? Like, uh, from him writing Firefly? No. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Because uh, I would. And of I, course, I never like, got into that show. That well, now would be a good time. You got the time. We, yeah, we actually uh, just just watched that last week, and we watched Serenity afterwards. The movie. I mean, Alan Tudyk is a national goddamn treasure. Um, I agree. Yeah, like there's a lot of people I would like to get on the show, and maybe you know, maybe at some point, you know, I I'm considering just like reaching out to some people, just being like, hey, I'd like to, you know, we're we're quarantined, we're all stuck together. Like, I'd love to chat with you <laughs> on my podcast if. Uh, if uh, you're interested, you know, and yeah, I, I tried that uh, a week ago or so. It didn't go well. <laughs> hey, you know, what's, you know, I figured what the hell, you know, you try and I look at I, it I'm, like this. If they say yeah. no, you're in the exact same position. You're already exactly. And, and ironically enough, Weird Al was in the people that I put out on Twitter. Weird Al, Mark Campbell, Danny DeVito, and uh, two of the kids of the hall were on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, but, um, I mean, I think that there's going to be more opportunities for things like, like what I was telling you about, um, kind of just tying this back to what we're talking about for like comic cons and like stuff like that. I think there's going to be opportunity to meet people through like zoom meeting space. And I think that's going to be a new thing. Yeah. There's, there have been some virtual cons that are like that. Um, I don't know how much I like that because there's, you know, it's fairly expensive. You know, for like a, you know, a little, uh, you know, like meet and greet through, um, you know, through a, a video conference. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I can I, tell you, it, I, it it who it I just paid a bunch to see, to meet Jim Lee. I mean, um, that was a big one for me. So we ended up paying like 135 bucks to meet him and have three items signed. Oh, yeah, so. but that's that's different. You're doing that like in person. You're meeting him. Exactly. You can talk yeah. to him. Like you know, you're, it's a physical contact type thing. You know, would I spend a hundred dollars to chat with, you know, some random person that like I like on a TV show? Maybe, but would I spend like a hundred bucks to have like a twenty minute one on one video chat with Weird Al? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think you could quantify how much money I'd spend on that. You know? <laughs> like, mean, I would do that. Like, that's if I had it and it was the price, I'd say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, if you have, if you're a fan of Weird Al like I am, you know all the words to all the songs, and you know, I've even gotten my kids involved to Weird Al, where it's like every conversation I have with my older daughter, there's something that comes up which is from a Weird Al song. Like, that's that's crazy. You know, that's like some people are like that with the Beatles. Right. So yeah. I, I get you. That's great. 
But I mean, I I, I don't know. I'll I'll uh I'll take a look if I can get something. You know, that'd be cool. But if not, you know, that's fine too. You know, I know everybody's got lives that they're living and the stuff that they're doing for people that uh you know that just you know are not yeah, and you try to support who, who you can and exactly you know um and and sometimes people are going to be better when you get them in this one-on-one uh video zoom chat than you would with their like a whole bunch of people around and all that so but uh one, one thing's for sure um john barrowman will be good wherever you find him oh yeah so. <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's just awesome well uh, we've been going a little over an hour and a half, and I still have to upload this. So, Justin, I wanna I wanna thank you for for joining me this evening, and uh, it was awesome chatting with you. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for having me. I, I appreciate it. Well, I think I'm gonna be doing this more often over the next few weeks, especially if we remain, you know, sheltering at home. You know, like I'm not able to see some of my friends, but you know, if we can we can chat and have a good conversation, and you know, um, I think it's good for. Uh, for us and good for the folks at home to kind of listen and chime in to see how we're dealing with things. And, you know, yeah. And, and it gives you the opportunity to reach out to some people who, you know, you've got the platform to get those voices out there. Yeah. So yeah. Give everybody a shot. It's like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, how are things going? You know, what's, what's your, what's your, uh, you know, kind of method to this madness. And then, you know, maybe somebody hears it and it's, you know, they're having a tough time and, they're like, well, maybe I'll try that. You know, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, take some of their advice and see if that helps me out. So before I uh, let you go, what are, uh, where are some places where folks can find you online and what are some uh, projects you're working on that, you know, folks can check out? Yeah. So um, you can find me just about uh, every week on Geek Life HQ. It's a uh, podcast uh, similar to a Tell Em Steve Dave, where it's just a bunch of guys that get together and talk about uh, geeky shit uh, or stuff, if I can't swear. Sorry. Uh, oh, no, please go <laughs> no, right um, ahead. Okay. <laughs> Fart, damn, hell. Oh, um, crap, crap. You know, so you, you, you can find me there on one third of that. Uh, that started off as Justin versus Justin, but since adding on our cameraman at the time after doing our Justin versus Justin at the movies, so now we have Matt. And um, we, we get into talking a lot of things. Most of the time we end up talking about Ninja Turtles. You know, it's just uh, kind of how that goes. Um, I do have another show. Uh, it's called The Fantastic Podcast. Uh, we're in episode five. So I release them in batches. So the next batch will be coming out shortly. So for uh, different uh, topics, uh, I'm going to be going into some of my favorite things, um, stand-up comedy, like some of the, the comics that I've liked, things that make me laugh and music. I've got uh, an episode of, uh, ready to go um all about progressive rock you know because it's something that i enjoy but uh you can find me on um on facebook just justin cooper you know look me up um amalgamania is is uh the number one place that i spend my uh, social media time in on facebook so uh you can look that up all right and uh and you have a, a twitter handle and a uh and a and an instagram as well that you are yeah actually active. let's see um yeah, you know, every once in a while, I mean, you, you get into these little jaunts and then you're like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do this, but I think I'm J Booster Gold on Instagram. Let me see what I am on Twitter. Yeah, it's definitely I like Twitter. Twitter's, Twitter's pretty fun. And uh, J Coopster Gold on, um, on Twitter. So nice. a lot of fun things on that Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some good and there's some bad, but you try to. 
stick with the with the good stuff. So and if I could if I could say one more thing on oh, what please. you should be doing or, or anything else like that, if there's a lot of people out there that are having trouble sleeping, you know, Patsy was talking about a lot of things and being in a routine is very important. Trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour, getting the right amount of sleep, because that's something there's this huge amount of insomnia that is affecting people right now. Take a look at what is good for you and whether it's, you know, don't eat a certain amount of uh, caffeine after a certain time. Um, you know, take a look at things like melatonin or magnesium supplements or things like that that can possibly help you. But just it is very unhealthy to continue with a lack of sleep and try to get yourself onto some sort of routine for that. That would be the, the one piece of advice I'd want to impart to the listeners out there. Well said. Yeah, good, a good night's sleep can definitely go uh, really far in helping you maintain you know, your mental health. And that's one of the most important things in the time like this. So, Justin, uh, Coop, thank you once again for, uh, for joining me today. And I'm going to have to uh, have you on again you know, in the future, because we definitely have to talk some Ninja Turtles. So maybe we'll have a uh, oh, Ninja Turtles <laughs> episode on Throwdown Thursday. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, thank you so much. Uh, take care, and uh, I'll be back in just a moment. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings! We are the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. He's right. We wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons, I don't know, help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibans. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retroidocubus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host. Of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retroidocubus is part of the Dorkening and Inebriar Podcast Networks with new episodes every technical Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or any podcast player cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all things that make growing up awesome. I'm Matthew. I'm Jason. I'm Matteo. And we're Majemma. The creators of Bad CGI Sharks. And you're listening to the Shark Bites Podcast. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, Coop for taking the time out of his uh, schedule to uh, 
sit and chat with me. It's uh, fairly late where he is, so uh, it's also late where I am. But you know, I'm I'm glad he was able to take the time. Uh, Coop's a good guy. Check out all his stuff. Uh, check him out on uh, Amalgamania. He's always posting something cool. And if you ever want to talk Ninja Turtles with somebody, Coop is the guy to talk to. So uh, before I wrap everything up, I just want to uh, <clears throat> talk a little bit about what's coming up for uh, Throwdown Thursday. Uh, this week, uh, we are recording our 200th episode. We're very, very proud of that. We're uh, very excited. We have a lot of people who are uh, participating as well because we are asking folks for their top five characters of all time. Uh, Ashes and I are going to give our top five characters of all time as well. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting list. Um, we we like to joke about, you know, oh, you know, we're going to have a couple of honorable mentions. But uh, one person sent us in, uh, no exaggeration, 45 choices. So I'm uh, going to have to break that up a little bit. But uh, we will get to every single one that we, that we receive. Um, so I'm going to give you our... Uh, Fun shark fact for the week. Actually, no, what? I'm going to wait just one more minute because next week on this show, I have a couple of guests that are going to be joining me. Uh, a couple of folks that are, uh, you know, super awesome that I haven't chatted with in a long time. And it's going to be a really awesome show. It's going to be very funny because these guys are very funny. But I don't want to give it away just yet. And uh, this is something I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks, you know, talking to folks that I haven't gotten a chance to talk to in a while. You know, seeing how they're doing with quarantine, seeing, you know, if they have any tips or tricks for uh, kind of getting through the day or, you know, maybe, you know, hidden gems of stores where you can find supplies that you've been looking for that you haven't been able to find. Um, so uh, with that being said, uh, now it's time for a fun shark fact. And uh, this isn't uh, so much a fun and exciting shark fact, but it's kind of a, a sad shark fact. Uh, this is off of the fisherside.com website that uh, I've referenced in the past. And it says that humans perceive sharks as a threat, yet the fishing industry kills up to 100 million sharks a year just for their dorsal fins. The slaughtered far outnumber the few shark attacks that are reported each year. So even though they can be aggressive, remember that when you're swimming in the ocean, you're swimming in their home. It's best to not only be cautious but also appreciative of this diverse and ancient species that is an integral part of a vast and magnificent ecosystem. And that's very true. For the seven people a year who die of sharks, you know, there's over 10 million more sharks that get killed. So when uh, one species uh, kills the other at a rate of, uh, let's say, about 14 million to one, uh, I would say the the one is not the one that's the threat. So uh, I think with that being said, I'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. So just remember that as the podcaster, uh, this is my show, and I enjoy it, and I love talking with you folks and getting information out there. But uh, I am the podcaster, and as the listener, you are my chum. So have a great week, folks. Uh, stay safe, wash your hands, and uh, we'll all get through this together. Take care.